Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk. I'm your co-host, the political superman, and I'll be joined by a fellow co-host tonight, Mark. And so we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Sorry about last week's hiatus. Uh, We had things we had to do, but we are back now. And as you know, I start every show with the time on the East Coast is 10.06 and 7.06 on the left coast. And, you know, I I have to say this, and and my co-host is going to take over the show for me for a little while tonight, but I want to start the show out with asking the question, what is on Governor Whitmer's mind of Michigan? Is she interested in keeping her job? I don't think so. When I come back on, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We're going to talk about we're going to talk more about the opening up of various states, the keeping closed of various states. And we want to thank you again for tuning in with us. And at this point, I'm going to turn it over to Mark. Good evening, everyone. I want you to think about something for a second. You have a business. Your business is, say, you're making cookies. You make cookies and you distribute your cookies in uh, coffee cafes in about a a 30-mile radius. You're a small upstart company, but you've been at it for a a few years now. You're nearly broken even. You still got a few more loans to pay off, but you're getting there. And then this happens. No one's buying your cookies because nobody's shopping in the places that you're distributing your cookies. And you're staying at home in your house trying to do something to pass the time. And then you're going to ask yourself, how long do you want this to last? Now, for the last two weeks, you had President Trump on television nearly every day for the last two weeks saying the spread is going down, staying at home is working. It's about time that we start opening up this economy. <clears throat> now, there's a few reasons why the president wants to open up the economy. One, if, econ- if economic numbers look good, he breezes through reelection. I don't think it's. I don't think Trump's idea for this is political. I don't think he sees politics at this point. He just wants to make America great again, or keep America great. Now you're at your house. Your business is sinking. Every day that passes is lost revenue, and there's money that you owe people, either your employees or your distributors or your manufacturers, or something. But you still have to sit on the couch, maybe do a little household project, because the doctors in charge are saying, well, we can't let you out now. We have to keep you in your little cage right now, because we're not sure if this is going to be fatal or not next week. And, of course, they're going to keep saying, uh, Okay, the, the the curves are flattening. People are getting better. Well, if that's the case, why not let people back out? And if you notice, the governors, the governors are the ones who are in charge of this. They're 
people are, keep on um, misunderstanding that Trump is just the figure for the federal government. And with that, he can't really order a state to do anything unless he has unless he declares a disaster. I mean, not, not a disaster, but he, he declares martial law, something to that effect. Now, the question is, how long will people stay? How long will people stay in their houses, cooped up, watching Netflix? As long as it takes before waiting has had, as, as soon as waiting has had enough. And you see that in Michigan right now. You see people in Michigan who are protesting the governor. Why? Because they are tired of sitting back and doing nothing. The numbers in Michigan are not that bad. Yet, you almost have a totalitarian dictatorship up there where you have people who are stuck in their homes and can't go anywhere unless it's for emergencies or for groceries. Now, how long would this last? In Michigan, the idea of staying indoors and staying home, it ended this week because people had enough. The person, the people will decide when this stay-at-home order will be lifted. It's not going to be the governors. It's not going to be the president. It's going to be the people because once people have had enough, that's it. And I, I don't want to. Well, let me do it like this: when the United, when the people in the colonies had enough of the government of England, what did they do? They revolted. They started their new, their own country. Will it get that serious? It may in a few states. And as I said, Michigan. There is a recall effort in Michigan to um, recall Governor Whitmer. And right now it has a quarter of a million votes. Wow. How long was, is this thing going to last? When is the economy going to be open again? It's going to be open again when those people who need to go out there and work their business when they say it's time, there's going to be there's going to be many states where you're going to have protests. You're going to have you might even have riots because those those business owners and those people who need a paycheck are going to go out and say we, enough is enough. And it's going to start in the blue the, the bluest states first. Michigan, even though it went red in 2012 uh, 16. It's still a blue state. The dominoes are going to start to fall with that. Now, the president's plan is to have a a state that has a lower infection rate, and they can prove that it's not a, um, a spread situation that they can actually get up and running without a second uh, wave of the virus kicking in, those are the ones that are going to open first. Those are the ones that you have the lowest amount of cases per capita. And once those go in, the 
larger states are going to be are going to go ahead and they're going to reopen. Like Texas, Texas is supposed to reopen in a limited capacity next week. Texas is a really good um, bellwether to see where a big state and how long would it take a big state to reopen its economy. Florida's going to be another one. Florida's probably going to be two to three weeks after Texas, and then so on and so forth. California right now, California's about ready to open back for business as well. And it's the largest state in the union. I don't know. Did you hear what they're trying? Did you hear what they did? You know the what they did. where they where the kids go skateboarding. They filled all those tracks up with sand, so they couldn't. That's skateboard. just the government being a bunch of asses. That's all that is. <laughs> there, there was a a guy in Florida who got arrested for being no, not Florida. A guy in uh, New Jersey that was arrested for being on the beach alone. Sure. So you're seeing that this is the the perfect opportunity for a compare a com a compare and contrast of ideologies. If you want to have a total total, if you want to have a dictatorship in your state, like say California to a certain extent, to um, say Michigan to a certain extent, uh, New York, those states that are heavily Democrat and will vote heavily Democrat for everything. And then you're going to look at states like Texas, who has a lot of freedom. Uh, Texas, Florida, uh, Tennessee, those those red states that are so red that they're almost purple. And then you're going to have those people who, are, who can look at... The idea of the, the, the not having to work. Now there's there's the the movement for a living wage that came into that came into play something the the uh, the Europeans start of and the, the Europeans have been doing or parts of it have been doing for a while that is catching a foothold in the U.S. that that the government should pay people to stay at home and do nothing and blah 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 blah. Well. Most people got checks this weekend, this week, not checks, but direct deposit for $1,200. That $1,200 won't even pay rent for most people, let alone groceries, car insurance, car payments, you know, all the things that they're losing. And there, there's another bill that's that's on uh, in that's being floated around in the house to give people another $2,000 a month until this crisis is over. At that rate, the Democrats would never want this crisis to be over. So what we're really breaking down right now is what really goes into an economy, how is that economy really affected by people not working, and how can we blame Trump for this? Now, the idea let's go of going back to work, let's reopen the economy, that's well and good. For the most part, retail in this country has not closed. Why? Because retail is needed in this country for food, for medicine, for clothing, you know, just the basic needs. 
So your world's largest retailer is still open. It's operating in a limited capacity because of circumstance, but it's still there. So is your Target, so is your Costco, all your major outlets for retail are still open. Now, if those would have been shut down, you could pretty much say the country's dead because everyone keeps it's going to ride because there's no food. Okay. Okay, who else is working? Truckers are working to supply those retail outlets. Truckers are, are huge heroes right now because they brought the toilet paper that everyone hoarded. And they're buying the food. They're bringing the food that everyone hoarded. Okay, that's the element of the economy still there. <clears throat> Without the bare necessities, the bare bones of the economy, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. We're seeing right now what's the bare bones of the economy, the truckers, the retailers. Then that everything else branches off af- off of that. Your manufacturers, your your salespeople. <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. Yeah. I hate when that happens. <laughs> no, but this is an interesting dynamic we're looking at. We're looking at pretty much Econ 101 being taken place, taking place on our television sets every night. And the idea of when we're going back to work, when is the economy, when is the country going to be open again? Because for the most part, this country is closed. We're sitting back at home doing nothing but watching television or doing some sort of home thing. I think Fabian's in his truck. (laughs) Let's go back. When's the economy going to reopen? When the people demand it to be reopened. And how long is it going to take to reopen the economy? A week or two? About it. A week or two. Just enough time to reopen the, the businesses, restock, the, restock things, or just make the phone calls. That's it. Now, did anyone, there's a, uh, a report, there was an interview with Dr. Fauci on on Wednesday, on Tuesday, on Tuesday, on some social media site, whatever it was, and it was people people asking Dr. Fauci questions. And one of the questions was, if I find someone on Tinder, if I find someone on Tinder that I want to invite to my house, is it safe for me to invite them to my house? Say they want a Netflix chill. Hey, Fabian. Barbara, can you mute whoever's making that noise? She most certainly cannot. I'm the host. No, I can't. Brent, I need a co-host. 
<laughs> but I did not realize my thing was still going to be dinging 10 minutes after I started my truck, so I will mute until it's done. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Now, for, for anyone who doesn't know what Netflix and chill is, in the next, uh, say, nine months, those people who name their kids Corona or COVID, which are two pretty good names, um, they, um, it was a result of Netflix, Netflix and chill. Now, Dr. Fauci, I'm not sure if he actually knew what Tinder is, but Tinder's a, a hookup site. You just you, you swipe right or you swipe left on this thing, and you want to invite the person to your house, and you know it's not going to be for just for tea and crumpets. And Dr. Fauci said, "Yeah, if you're if you're fine, if you're if you think that this person is safe, then go for it." But it makes me wonder if if people have common sense, if people use common sense, they're not going to go out in public sick, ideally, because people do it, people do it all the time. But if, if we can get people to show some responsibility for, for things and say, okay, I have a fever, I have a tightness in my chest, my throat hurts, I'm sneezing and coughing and and wheezing. Should I really go buddy up to someone at the um, local Walmart? And in this situation, the answer would probably be no. Now, I say that because look at the model of Sweden. Sweden has decided not to shut down their entire economy. The um, Prime Minister of Sweden, who is a a woman, a a blonde-headed, blue-eyed woman, said, uh, use common sense. Are mostly blonde-headed, blue-eyed? Yeah, but I digress. Use common sense. If you're going to go to a dance club and you know you got symptoms, don't go to the dance club and and infect 3,000 people. Really, dude? Oh, yeah. Don't go. And the Swedish model is is great. If you look at the Swedish model, but of course, the people in Switzerland, not Switzerland, people in Sweden have a little bit more cultural common sense than than a lot of America. Uh, Okay, hold on. Okay. Got to cut off my (laughs) co-host here because my co-host is taking an apple and trying to compare it to a pomegranate. Well, okay. why don't you First just let off, him run the show? You just run the show, Fabian, or, or let him run the show. What? <laughs> um, no, he's oh. supposed to run the show. But I'm not going to let false information get out there either. You cannot take an apple and compare it to a pomegranate. You and didn't let him finish we, his point yet. I know I didn't let him finish his point because I know where he's going with his point. His point is he's trying to say that Sweden is using herd immunity and common sense, when, in fact, that same model would not work in the United States. It'll work in certain regions and geographical regions, but it's not going to work the same model of letting everything go as is, like Sweden did, 
wouldn't work in the United States like that. Now, I'm not a huge fan of shutting everything down either, but certain, certain geographical regions require a little more attention than other geographical regions. And the Sweden is a small country, comparatively speaking. So how can we? How can you? How can you compare Sweden and the United States? You can compare Sweden and Italy; they're similar in size. But trying to compare the way Sweden did things versus the United States. I don't think that's a fair comparison. That's an apple versus a pomegranate. Well, I'm Would you all not agree? Compare. Yes, but that wasn't where I was going with it. Where I was going with it is the Swedish model is very similar to the South Dakota model, where the governor of South Dakota said, um, I'm not going to shut everything down because it would be detrimental to my state. So y'all practice discretion. Y'all use common sense. And we're going to see where this, where this goes if I have to issue those orders. In states well, like I North like how South Jersey, Dakota has I like what South Dakota's done. I like what Wyoming did. I like what Wyoming Senator said, too. <laughs> He said, we've been practicing social distancing for 130 years. Yeah, Wyoming has, what, eight people? It has five. Listen, I found this out. It has five people per geographic mile. So it has five people for every square mile in in Wyoming. I thought that was kind of interesting. And Alaska has, what, half a person per mile? Per, uh, mile? Yes. They're, they're less than one person per square mile. But Alaska is a little different, too, in the fact that their population centers, um, Juneau, Anchorage, uh, the three main population centers of Alaska tend yeah. to be, tend to have more people crammed into them. But that, well, that's like, again, and that's, that's every state where you have, usually the, the biggest city in the state is a major urban center where everyone congregates. Even even Pierre, North Dakota, is, is has a large population per per capita about four square miles. Well, listen, I'm I'm not saying that that some listen uh, of the United States. There's Louisiana, New York. Washington, California, um, you know, I think they needed some more restrictive measures based on what was going on there, uh, even even some in Florida. But I think the rest of the country, it was an overreaction and overkill. Yeah, I do too. Yes, I, I do agree with that. And now we're at the point where... Go ahead. Well, I'm, I'm, when I when I take over, I'm going to take it in a whole different direction. So. Okay. Go ahead and finish yeah, your point. Well, I was going to go. I was going to go with the red versus blue model. And if you see how the southern states have done it, the Republican governors, they are they are constantly optimistic that people will do what needs to be done. 
like in Florida, they didn't want to do anything drastic unless they really asked me. We had noise. For as big as Texas is, and the fact that it did not get out of hand in Texas, it really tells you that this virus, for the most part, is regional. Because Houston itself has a greater population than than, than uh, Louisiana. Why did Louisiana get it so bad? Because we had something called Mardi Gras. Once we had Mardi Gras, and everyone in the country flocks to Mardi Gras, everyone in the world flocks to Mardi Gras. So a handful of cases in, in, in Mardi Gras turned into a major issue for the state. And we have 60, we have 64 parishes in Louisiana. We don't have counties. And we have had cases in every one of those, in, in every one of the parishes. Well, I think the lockdown, I, I think the lockdown, well, let's, let's use New York and California as examples right now. California, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and some of the other Democratic governors are basically telling the president to go jump the lake. They're going to do whatever they want. The president does not have control over their economy. However. So, but, but here's the thing. Obama's up there whining, oh, I need this, I need that, I need that, I need that, and Trump gives it to him, and he's never satisfied. Well, first of all, Cuomo Cuomo created his own mess. Um, He was warned about this, Um, but we're not going to waste time on that. Where it's important is that you have... uh, You have... A situation now where these governors, because they don't want to open their economy, they want they want to keep everything closed, and Trump wants to open them, and they're telling Trump he doesn't have the authority. Well, I got news for everybody, and I think it was Tammy that actually called me the other night to say this, and I hadn't heard all this stuff going on, so it was it was news to me at the time, but. The Interstate Commerce Clause of the Constitution gives the president the exact authority he needs. Because anything that goes interstate, especially dealing with commerce, is the federal government. The Uniform Commercial Code does, in fact, uh, control it. And the Uniform Commercial Code gives the executive branch of the feds complete authority over interstate transactions. So, unless every little thing that every little state needs can come from within that state's borders and not not step on the interstate, because once it's on the interstate, that's federal property and becomes interstate commerce clause. Not to confuse interstate and interstate. Uh, interstate means highway in regards to the highways, and interstate means between two states in regards to the interstate commerce clause. 
But the long and the short of it is that President Trump has all authority. I think President Trump has done an amazing job when it comes to handling this crisis and basically letting the states make their own decisions. Okay? And we can see, based on those decision-making models, where the concepts and where the minds are of the governors and the panels that everybody's put in place. Now, having said that, I can tell you right now, Republican governors, including Tennessee's own, is in pale mail to get this shit going and get our economy back up. Why? Because it affects their budgets and it affects their pocketbooks, to be quite honest. Um, and secondly, because the the truth be told, people will revolt. Okay? Um, I think Republican states have been very understanding and most people have listened, even in Democratic states. Um Michigan, New York, California, they have some of the most restrictive stuff going on right now. And I'm going to tell you, I think Whitmer, I don't know who's advising her. I'm assuming she's getting a lot of her talking points from the Biden campaign. But she's an idiot. She's turned that state into a, you know, she's the queen, you know. And she's only allowing things to go through that help her and the government. In the case well, of she's... Go ahead. After she gave the um, the rebuttal to the State of the Union, the I think the Democrats have been using that, uh, used that as a trial balloon to see how she was going to fare if she was picked as, uh, <coughs> as a VP candidate. And when Biden came out and said that he was going to definitely pick a woman, that name was the first thing that popped into my head because she already started gaining notability. And what she's doing now, she's shooting herself in the foot. Well, I think I know. No one in her state's going to vote for her. Yeah, I know who her VP is. I know who his VP is going to be. I figured it out yesterday. No, it won't be Stacey Abrams. She's too ugly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I don't mean that disrespectfully and I don't want anybody to think that, you know, oh I went on the attack against no, the black woman. I think No, it's the fact that she's mean and vicious. Well she yeah. But she's ugly. <laughs> ugly in now, spirit. Well, she's yeah. ugly in person, too. Well, yeah. And as much as, listen, as much as everybody wants to think that you don't look at color, you don't look at people's looks, the truth is you do. And if oh, you sure. look at presidents, especially in the television age, look at the presidents and the first ladies we've had. Okay. So it's a you gotta you gotta take that into consideration and you gotta look at that. The only uh, reason uh, I think 
that he would choose a black vice president is because they need the vote. Um, yeah, but if you, if you choose the token black person, if you choose the token black person, it's going to be seen as you've chosen the token black person. Oh, and if you that. do that, then you're going to have people that's not going to vote for you anyway because you chose the token black person. And I'm well, just going to tell you, they chose Obama. I looked, I looked, but Obama, listen, Obama was groomed, and had Obama had to run against a real challenger, he would never have won. Sure. But he didn't have to run against a real challenger. Okay. He ran against John McCain, who was our, the Republicans, token old white guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And people can like it, people can not, and people can say, well, I'm being mean or I should respect the dead. But the truth is, he got it because he was the next one in line for it. Okay? There was no way after having had Bush, Clinton, Bush, that an old white guy was going to get it. Mm-hmm. Okay? People can like that, people cannot. That's just the way it is. Now, having said that, one of the things that everybody needs to be mindful of in this upcoming election is, and I want everybody to hear this because this is one of those that, you know, if, if I was nationally syndicated, I'd be getting hit, hit about for this, what I'm about to say. But there is no ticket with a black person on it, with the exception of Condoleezza Rice, currently in this country that will win. Okay, And that's not because there's not qualified black people out there. It's because the black person they put in office was such an abject failure to both parties that nobody's going to take that risk for a long, long time. Okay? And again, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings with that, but from a political perspective, that's the facts, Jack. You know, okay. Candace Owens is running for office. Yes, but she, again, she's a conservative. She's a, she's a young black woman by all accounts, and she's not running for president. This has to do, has got to do with, okay. So that's number one. Now, number two, his running mate will most likely be Amy Klobuchar. God help us. Okay. Now, why Amy Klobuchar? Well, that's easy. Where is she a senator? Minnesota. Yes. What does she need? She needs what, Minnesota. What do the, the Democrats need Minnesota. Right. Right now, the Democrats ain't going to get Minnesota. Okay. They're not. They're not going to get Michigan. They're most likely not going to get Pennsylvania. This coronavirus has had some far-reaching effects. And it's had some political effect on people that really and truly 
is not, um, people don't understand. Like Democrats think, like Chuck Schumer and company think that this has damaged the president. And when they go on there and hoop and holler and, well, he didn't do this for this state, he didn't do that for that state. Well, you can't holler states' rights in one breath and want the federal government to do everything for the state in the second breath, number one. Number two, you have to look at, if I had any criticism of Trump in all of this, it would be that he has listened too much to Fauci and Scarf Lady. Thank you. Thank you. That that would be my only that'd be my only critiques. I don't trust Fauci. I really don't. Because he's a well, good friend of Bill, he's a good friend of Bill Gates and so um, well not only that, but he he doesn't like Trump. I, I know you guys are talking about the whole vaccine business, and listen, I could go on to a tirade about vaccines, but I'm not going to on this particular program. I know this. Bill Gates owns the genomes to this virus. He owns actually the genomes to most of them. But, you know, we'll we'll see where that lays out. I'm, I'm quite interested to see where that goes. But I do know that Tammy said she's going to be the first one in line for the vaccine. When it comes out in a couple of months, I will be. Tammy said she's the first one in line. She's not listening. <laughs> huh? She must be watching uh, PD. My PD. I guess the oh. PD in social distancing. Mark, take yeah. over for a bit, please. I was going to social distance yesterday, but I forgot. Now, look at one thing you can't, one thing about Trump you could look at and say, this is masterful. He's not going that much on Twitter to get his message out. Of course he is. He's still tweeting. But he's having a press conference every day. Sometimes he's rambling on for an hour and a half, two hours. But he's got a press conference every single day. He is being the face of the virus. Mm-hmm. Now, remember swine flu? Oh nine, oh ten, swine flu. Yeah. The face of swine flu, there was none because swine flu wasn't that important. Swine flu killed many, many more Americans than this uh, coronavirus did. Yep, he waited eight months to make an emergency. Not not only did he wait nine months, but the newspapers waited months before talking about this story. Mm -hmm. So when when swine flu came on uh, came on the scene, every. The news coverage was about five minutes. There's a new form of the flu that's out. They're calling it swine flu because it came from pigs in Mexico. It's the swine flu. It, 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 you're going to be fine. We're going to have a vaccine in a few years. You're, you're going to be fine. Well, swine flu hit, hit a pandemic, became a pandemic long before uh, I'm, I'm sorry, 
it became a pandemic in a time scale that was shorter than the coronavirus. To date, it has killed about three to four times as many Americans as the uh, current death rate for uh, COVID-19. I thought it was was 12,000. Yeah, it was 12,000. But you don't have the numbers drummed up. You didn't have the numbers drummed up, first of all, because you have so many, how many, how many Americans died of, of something else that was related to swine flu? We're never going to know those, those numbers. I know. I was reading an article today that um, their father had a heart disease or something, and he died, and they put down coronavirus. And she said, that's uh-huh. not true. That's not true. She said, that's what we're told to do. Look at the numbers you have seen in the last two days and how, how, how many deaths have been reported from the coronavirus. Why that is? Because not only are they going with deaths that were directly caused by coronavirus that have been tested and those people have been confirmed to have coronavirus and they die because of coronavirus, but it's the people that they suspected might have had coronavirus. So if Bob in ICU died of pulmonary um, arrest, they're going to put coronavirus on there. He's now a statistic. doesn't matter how he died, he might have had coronavirus. We're not going to waste one of our tests on him, but he probably had coronavirus. So we're going to chalk that down. Also, you're, you're going to start seeing that states with the higher numbers of coronavirus are going to be receiving more federal aid. And that's because they need to replenish their supplies in the hospitals and in, in the state coffers. So the body count is going to be really important. States like Louisiana. Louisiana is going to get going to get a good chunk of money from uh, the federal government because of corona. Same thing with New Jersey, New York, um, California, those states. They're going to get a huge amount of money from the federal government because of the numbers from corona. They're still looking at 18 months. Um, they're, they're going to be looking at the next 300,000 years that un, until we have a workable vaccine. And honestly, the last time you had a vaccine that cured a disease was polio yeah. 60 years ago. Polio, smallpox. Those two, those two diseases were wiped out by vaccine. Everything else it's just a way to minimize the effects. Like the flu shot. Everyone talks about getting the flu shot every year. You know, the flu shot has not cured the flu. And in some yeah. cases, you could take the flu shot and still get the flu. Yeah, because there are different strains in it. That's why. Yeah. Like, That's the, as far as the number, how many viruses in this country, how many viruses worldwide? or stopped by by a vaccine. I could think of mumps, rubella, oh, yeah. 
and measles and MMR. Those were the ones that, that were stopped to a certain extent because there are people who don't take those vaccines that have mumps. Just recently, LSU had a mumps outbreak at the university because idiots didn't take their their uh, vaccines. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna harper on the vaccine issue that much. But for the most part, if we're gonna live our lives in home, afraid to go out until we have a vaccine, we're gonna have a really really pissed off public. And like I said earlier. What's going to reopen the economy and what's going to reopen America when the people get tired of it? We'll be getting tired of it now. Well, so let me take that in a different direction. Same same topic, but we're going to go a different different route with. That is number one. The the thing that concerns me is the fact that they are padding the numbers to this. Okay. If you had heart disease and the corona, corona kills you, okay? If you had diabetes and corona, the, the corona kills you, okay? If you suspect it, oh, they had a fever, they meet all the criteria, corona kills them, okay? In a lot of cases, they're not even doing autopsies to determine, okay? Now... Where I come from, we call that Houston, we have a problem, okay, in, in the next But here's, here's part of the problem I got. Number one, because of this prolonged shutdown, Amanda said to me this morning, and I don't know if, she, if she's on here. Is she on here? No. She yes, I am. Oh, okay. There you are. That one. Amanda, you're on. Yep. Okay. Yes. Well, she had said, she had said to me this morning that a news place was reporting that the next stimulus package, they basically want to give all Americans two thousand uh, dollars for six months. That, is that correct? $2, Am I repeating that correctly? $2,000 a month? That's what I believe. I, I, touched, I touched on that earlier. It's, it, it's in Congress right now. There's a representative from California and a representative from, I want to say, Pennsylvania that have written this bill to give everyone $2,000 for the next six months. Well, Nancy Pelosi Pelosi will never pass it because she's too busy now passing, peddling her uh, 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 gourmet ice cream when you've got small businesses ready to go bankrupt because that bitch in San Francisco and he's not doing anything. First of all, I'm I'm just going to tell you right now, anybody that's upset over her $5,000 refrigerator and her gourmet ice cream is barking up the wrong... Barking up the wrong tree with me. Well, and I'm here's sorry, why they're here's why they're barking up the wrong tree with me. A, she has the money and she has the means, and if she wants that kind of damn ice cream, she can have it. Okay. I don't give a damn. 
the truth of the matter is, if I had the funds, I'd be eating a ribeye steak every night of the week. And I don't give That's a damn who has a That's not the point. That's, you got that is Schumer the point. and block, they're blocking a $250 billion package for these people. Uh-huh. And they won't even come back to Washington to uh, negotiate it. No, they keep okay. blocking Okay, and that it. has... That has nothing to do with Nancy Pelosi standing in front of her refrigerator showing her ice cream off. Has everything to do with it. Has zero to do with it. If I was a small business owner and I saw that, I'd be damn mad. I'd be marching on Washington to get your ass back to D.C. Nancy Nancy only answers to the people in her district in California. And she yeah. doesn't give a damn about anybody else whatsoever. Chuck Schumer only gives a damn about New York State and doesn't give a damn about anybody else. Trump needs to right. give a damn about every state in the union because he gets elected by all 50 of them. It's not the point whether yeah. she answers to her constituents. The problem is middle America is thinking. They're I'm, you know, they're crashing. I'm trying to figure out why you have a problem with her standing in front of her refrigerator with her ice cream. Because she needs to get or back why, to DC and do her damn job. Why all Americans okay. should have a problem with it? Because personally, I don't think anybody should have a problem with it. Think about it like this, Barbara: the people that made that ice cream got a job to make oh, that ice wow. cream, and wow. you, and the economy is better because that. <laughs> Small business made ice yeah. cream. The people that take those refrigerators. $11, $11 a pint. Well, they, must, they might be union. Okay, you so? Know. The people that why make those you, refrigerators, well, that make why? those refrigerators, they're getting paid, and they bring money into the economy also. But why are you patronizing me? Because I'm upset about it. I'm damn upset about it. Well, I'm people trying to give you perspective. Of why People not to be upset about it. And what she I'm doing. trying to figure out why you're upset about it. Why? If you, okay, you're a small business owner, okay? You've had to close down your business and furlough your employees, and now you're ready to go bankrupt. And because you can't get a loan because the fund ran out of money, and you got Schumer and Princess Pelosi, sitting out there blocking the money that you could have to save yourself, but no, she's too damn busy selling damn ice cream. How would you okay, feel? So, so let, me, let me put that a different way for you. Okay, number one, business owners should always prepare for rainy days, number one. Can all of them? No. Okay, we have a fledgling business that has basically come to a screeching halt because of this. Okay? And no, the money is dried up, and until they release any more, we're not eligible for any of it. But at the end of the day, if we don't get one dime from the Small Business Administration, you know what? That doesn't hurt our feelings any because we'll make it successful. And when we do, we can say we did it by our own bootstraps and didn't need anybody to do it. Secondly, but these, but these are secondly, forgivable I'm, I'm not done. Secondly, okay, because the economy has come to a screeching halt, 
if a small business has to furlough some employees, there are stop gaps in place, i.e., the federal unemployment insurance uptick of 600 bucks. That's a stop gap for that. So if these businesses are having to do that and lay these people off, fine. The money that they were getting in loans was the wage uh, to keep people employed. If they don't and they have to furlough them, there is a backup plan for them in place. And here's the catch to all of this, and this is what everybody needs to understand. It's always been this way. Very similar to a government shutdown. When the money runs out and the government shuts down, there will be money for these small businesses. They will backdate the money to the date that the money run out, and these businesses will be rescued, okay? So while everybody's got their peanuts in a ruffle, okay, it's going to be fine. Been there, done that. This isn't the first time we've went through this. It's the first yeah. time it's been this publicized, but this ain't the first time, okay? Now, I'm going to bring it back around to Nancy Pelosi, whom, as a politician, I cannot stand. As a person, I think she has a lot to be desired, okay? But if she chooses to take a picture in front of her refrigerator with her ice cream saying, hey, I really like ice cream and it helps me in times of stress and I'm quarantined at home, fine. That's her prerogative. And it does one of three things. One, it falls on the ears of people like me who really just don't give a shit. Okay? She wants to pay $11 for a pint of ice cream. That's her business. I've paid 8 and $9 for a pint of ice cream before because I like good ice cream. Okay? Secondly, it's going to fall on people who are have this mentality of she's got something that I don't. How dare she spend all this money on this when I'm barely scraping by? Okay? Or three, these people that are like, you know what? Hmm, I'm going to go ahead and get some of that ice cream. I've never heard of that ice cream before. I'm going to try it. Okay? That's the three kind of categories there are. I don't give a crap. She's earned that right. Her, listen, no matter what anybody thinks about Nancy Pelosi, her, her husband has made his money with the exception of a couple of government contracts his way. Okay? Good for him. Okay? They've got the money. They can afford it. They should be able to spend their money any way they want to. Amanda and I spend our money the way we want to. Don't you, okay? But don't you see how bad it looks politically? I mean, and that's, that's, between, that's between her and her constituency. But here's the thing. Her constituency don't give a shit because the average income in San Francisco is six figures anyway. So they're going to be standing in front of their refrigerator that's got their products in it too. Okay, the optics for the other part of the country, very bad. The objects for her, the optics for her constituency, they don't care. And that's the point. It doesn't matter. Now, if President Trump went on TV standing in front of his gold-plated refrigerator with the Bluetooth and the big gold T on the refrigerator and opened it up and there's a $5,000 cut of steak in there and he's got a refrigerator full of it and this is how he's living, quarantined, then I have a little bit more of a problem with it because he represents me. Okay. Let's bring it it around to, to Trump. Okay, Trump came on television today with a brand new fresh coat of spray tan. Yeah. So. And, and while he should have been coordinating the effort 
to stop corona, he went get him a spray tan. He spent his money to get him a spray tan instead of uh, instead of dealing with coronavirus. How does that make you feel? I don't care. I don't care either. The fact and, that and the here's mayor why. of Chicago wouldn't get a haircut, I don't care about that shit either. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm gonna have to put it this way. Number one, he he's doing the job for free. Okay, number one. Uh, number two. Huh? She's not. You've lost your damn mind. Yes, he is. No, I'm saying she is in Pelosi's not. Oh. Now, yes, he does live at the people's suffrage, and there's really no control in that because they take away your wallet and everything else when you become president. So you're kind of screwed in that. But, um, you know, he's not allowed to carry any cash. Why not? not that he would need to carry in cash. He doesn't carry his own credit cards or anything. Why not? He doesn't even carry a wallet for the most part. That's no. Rude. The only wallet <laughs> he carries has that has that nice little uh, launch codes. Oh. But anyway, um, on a serious note, however these congressmen and congresswomen choose to represent themselves in the media, they have to live with that, okay? Um, probably one of the best optics I've seen this week was the New Jersey governor. When he was on doing his thing, you could not tell he was in a governor's mansion. It was great, his optics. Oh, yeah. And so I, I just, I think that people get too, if, here's the way I see it, and I've always been this way. If you're jealous of what somebody else has and you want what they have or you think what they have is too extravagant, then do better yourself. I wouldn't okay? want anything of hers. I if, wouldn't want to be her because I'm not dishonest. I don't lie to the people. I don't sit in my gated community while people are suffering and then don't get back to D.C. because I'm on my private jet. Are so you I'm suffering, gonna... Barbara? No. Okay. Mark, are you I'm suffering? Not. No. You know, I'm not suffering. I mean, I lost my job as a result of this, but it's not, you know, it's not something that we can't recover from. And that is my, that is my thing, guys. It, it's just, you know, if, Again, listen, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I get it, okay? But if you've got a lot of these businesses out there and you're saying to me that all these businesses are going to fold because they've been out of work for four weeks, how stable was that business to begin with? I mean, think about it. Okay? I just I, I have to ask those questions. They're not popular questions, but if you have a business that has shut down for four weeks and they're going to tip up the door, why? Restaurants, I give a pass to the little mom and pops because most of them are, you know, it is a week by week, month by month process. Restaurants are a very hard business to have. 
You can build okay, a league club on the restaurants in Tennessee. Say what? Didn't Bill Lee close down the restaurants? Uh, yes, it's a curbside only. One here in town is still open. Well, they may be, but you can't go in and sit down. Well, I don't know what all the cars in front are doing then. <laughs> They're in there using a bathroom. Well, most lobbies are closed. Yeah. Hell, yeah, some no states have. Arkansas has started a no tourist. You're not allowed to rent no lodging for tourists. <laughs> Keep driving, wow. buddy. I saw yeah, that the other day. That's wow. another business that's not being reported on because we're we're hearing about the restaurants and all that, but the hotel industry is going to yeah. be is shot to hell right now. Not well. As a as a guy that that worked on on creating a business model in the hotel industry, I'm going to tell you something. The profit margins of hotels is astronomical. Okay, yeah, when you yeah. go, I, I'll give you an example. All these little roadside nights in Super Eights, all those that are owned by Choice Hotel brands, you go in there and you get a hotel room for fifty bucks a night. Okay, well for them to run that hotel is really not that much more than it is to run your house. Okay? I saw the I saw a lot of the the billing for those hotels. It amazed me that they could run at 5% occupancy in a month and pay all their bills and have money left over. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, as I was studying that stuff and and began to even the star system of hotels. Do you know why most hotels stay at a two-star system. Why? And don't try to upkeep to a three-star higher. Because it'll cost them more. Yeah. The majority of Americans will stay in a two-star hotel. Hmm. Now, me personally, I don't like it. I've done it. Matter of fact, we were traveling the other day, and we stayed in a travel lodge, maybe. I think it was in Cookville. And um, very basic room. You know, it wasn't, it didn't smell bad. It didn't, you know, it was basic. The bed sucked, but it was basic. Anytime we sleep in a hotel room, I have to grab onto a headboard and hold on because Amanda takes up most of the bed. (laughs) So I have to, like, put pillows and stuff over just in case I'm going to fall out. Such a well, the hotel industry is pretty much like uh, sodas in, in that, restaurants. That is not a lie. Ask Amanda. She'll tell you she takes up half the bed. <laughs> two-thirds. Amanda. That is a lie. That's why you have two king-size beds in the, in the room, right? That is, that is the guy that lays in the middle of a king-size bed. Yeah, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you hush, Marissa Lachey. <laughs> um... <laughs> anyway, um, but no, it, there are some industries that are going to bounce back quicker than others. The hospital industry, and I say hospital industry because, you know, all elective surgeries basically in this country have been cut out. Mm-hmm. Oh, except Michigan, where abortions are still happening. Well... Listen, I, I, 
Everybody knows how I feel about abortion, but I'm going to tell you something. That's an infringement right there. That's a, that is a, a granted right in this country, and they're infringing on it. And the courts are going to overturn that every single time. And rightfully so, given the way the law is written. Doesn't make the law right, but the way it's written, they were right to overturn it, just like the judges in Kansas, Michigan, Louisiana, Florida, Tennessee have overturned the limit on churches. Okay, That's a protected right in the Bill of Rights, and they can't infringe upon it no matter what. I wasn't going to okay, when you have this. So, in other words, you're allowed to go get an abortion. That's okay. Yeah. According yeah. to the Supreme Court, you are. You could have a gay well, marriage, too. Saying. You could have a gay marriage abortion at an abortion clinic right now. Even with this, with this quarantine. She's That's arresting. funny in a very warped way. Yeah, she's <laughs> Thank you. She's arresting people. You know, no electric surgery, but, oh, yeah, you want to kill a baby? Go right ahead. Well, again. Up, but last week was Easter, and it was amazing yeah. how we let ourselves do what liberals have been wanting to do for thousands of years, have taken religion off the table. Mm-hmm. There's, a handful, there's a handful of people around the country who – they went getting. They got in their cars and they, they were publicly cited by the police for gathering. But it, it's how simple we decided that we, us staying home was more important than celebrating one of the one of the holiest days in, in the of the uh, of the year. Well, I disagree with that. I, I have to disagree with that, and and I'm going to tell you why I disagree with that. Number one. Churches, in consultation with their congregations, made that choice. Okay? Number one. Number two, um, mass was still done by the Pope. Uh, For those that are Catholic, the diocese of the various areas still televised mass and did the, the ceremony. They didn't do communion, but they did everything else. The Baptist... Excuse me, the Baptists still did sunrise services. The Methodists did theirs. Everybody still did their services. You just did them using technology, which is um, a lot of churches had been doing anyway. So, no, the right to worship wasn't taken away in most states, and the cops didn't tell you to stay home in most states. People chose to do that in consultation with their congregations. Now, having said that, I am going to tell you that congregations are not going to do that much longer because they do begin to see that this is a way for people to try and infringe upon them. And so you're going to see congregations begin. uh, One of the dioceses has already said they're going to start massing in, in person. So you are going to see that. I don't think it was a forced, you know, hey, your religious beliefs are over. I think that I think for, a lot of people did this. I think for this. some areas it was. Like, um, I'm not sure what, I, don't, I forgot the state it was, but it was a bunch of people who decided to get it and stay in their vehicles, respect the uh, the social distancing thing, 
and they went to the church parking lot and they listened to their their pastor's sermon via radio Louisiana. in the church park. And they were still it was Louisiana. by the police. I, yep, I, I, Louisiana. Actually, I think it was. You're right. And they were still cited by the police. Yes. There because a, there is an. Go ahead. They violated the stay at home order. Yeah. In Ohio, in Ohio, I, I I heard that there was a an Amish wedding in Ohio that was broken up by the cops because of that they were having too many people there. Now I find that odd, given that cops don't usually go into Amish communities. Yeah. Yeah, because they don't come it's out. Kinda, it's kind of yeah. unique. They don't come out. <laughs> You're laughing. Watch Amish Mafia. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'll beat you with a straw I, hat. Every time now, I think I'll, of Amish, I think of Weird Al Yankovic's song, Amish Paradise. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie that came out, there's a movie in the, in the 90s that came out about this guy who's Amish and, and, and coming, when you're Amish, when you're a young adult, you get the option of going to the real world or staying with the Amish world. And this movie right. was about this uh, this guy. I forget the name of the movie, but I digress. Now, well, I'm, I'm, I know that when you, as a rite of passage, you're allowed to go out to the world for X number of months. Yeah. And then you have to make a choice of whether to return. But most Amish people that I've I've met, and I actually got to go spend some time in an Amish community, uh, they let me kind of observe and see how everything was done. I'm going to tell you something. I think I can have. I think I can get used to the way they live. I wouldn't oh, necessarily not like having some power tools to do <laughs> to do some of the things, but no, I, I really could. No TV. You know what? Some of the best times that Amanda and I have are just sitting out on the porch. Doesn't involve a TV. Now we'd probably miss our satellite radio, but uh, as far as as far as that goes, I, you know, I like to watch TV, but I don't have to have a TV. Um, and, and, there isn't much and, on television right now, anyway. Unless you and, want to watch and, uh, programming note tomorrow. On Sunday, and we channel, grill all the time. Goldfinger will be on. Go back here. <laughs> Unless you want to watch self-loathing uh, celebrities uh, broadcasting from their house, singing and doing whatnot. But the most part, there's nothing on television. Hell, today I watched Hogan's Heroes for like eight straight hours. <laughs> Is that because of Pierre? I love Hogan's Heroes. I've had for a long time. When TV Land first came out, I remember when TV Land first came out, on the weekends, they would pick a show, and for 48 hours, they would run nothing but that show. Yeah. And that's when I first was introduced to Hogan's Heroes. I'd never seen it before then. And so I spent the weekend watching Hogan's Heroes, um, one weekend I watched Airwolf all weekend. Then I watched A-Team. I missed them doing that because I got introduced to a lot of old shows. Emergency, Mannix. I think Mannix is probably my favorite show from the 60s. It's still on. Uh, 
I know it is. I saw it on uh, uh, Me TV. What is it? He wrote... Yeah, Me TV. Yeah. But, I, was introduced, uh, I was introduced to it, uh, Hogan's Heroes, through Me TV. I was watching something that came before that, and I just left it on. And I I had heard about the show, but really didn't pay any attention to it. <laughs> it was funny. And it, it's funny as hell. I watched pretty much every every episode of that show. I know nothing. <laughs> you know, I grew up when I grew up. I grew up watching oh. Empty Nest. Any of y'all have ever seen Empty Nest? Oh, no, I was past my time. Well, I am friends with the secretary that was on Empty Nest Park Overall. I'm uh, friends with her. And she's as liberal as a day as long. As a matter of fact, I'm the only Republican on her page. Okay. Um, and I, they're, the liberals there are under orders to leave me alone. Like, she'll go on their page and be like, he can express his opinions and you all will leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's got liberals on there that come after me, buddy. Wow. <laughs> they are. And you can tell you've won the argument when they start name-calling you. But I mentioned her to mention this. That Empty Nest started playing on last TV. And I happened to see one of the episodes. I hadn't seen it in a long time. And it was actually filmed in my hometown, which I thought was kind of funny. But uh, they had filmed her on location and actually filmed her at her house there. Uh, She actually lives beside my son. Wow. Really? And my son... I don't know if he still does, but he used to go up and muck out her stalls because uh, she's got llamas and all kinds of different animals up there. But anyway, so they uh, they did a, on Laugh TV, they did a thing of various sitcoms and stuff that she had been in and played all day. She was in some stuff I didn't know that I, I thought was interesting. They did show she was. She's the aunt. Um, she was on, she's in Kindergarten Cop, uh, yeah. Beer for My Horses, which, by the way, is a really good movie if nobody's ever watched it. Uh, it's got Ted Nugent. Um, <laughs> he doesn't oh say anything the whole movie except at the very end. Um, the comedian that things uh, show them to me, I can't ever remember his name, Rodney Carrington. Yeah. And... Um, Toby Keith, with some other characters. You'll recognize most everybody in the movie, but it's a it's a funny movie, and it's a <laughs> the best part is the scene where Rodney Carrington's character goes into the bathroom, and there's a bunch of black men in there that look like gangsters, and he's peeing, and he keeps on peeing, and they start singing, uh, shout, sing a little louder now, sing a little louder now, <laughs> and so you have all these bad looking gangsters all sitting there singing shout. Yeah, it's it's funny. Y'all have to watch it. But anyway, um, yes, those older TV shows are you can actually watch. There's a lot of TV shows from today, or even the '90s, 2000s. You can't watch, especially you can't watch with kids. But no. the yeah. Netflix, Amazon, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, some of those actually have some really good content that they're coming up with. And a lot of them are starting to come up with content that kids can actually watch. And so 
I'm glad for that. Amanda's found several things on Netflix and uh, that she likes. Mm. Funny enough, but we are true like, crime junkies. I like to One watch. of my favorite channels to watch is Logo, which is the, uh, oh. the, the gay, gay channel. The gay, gay channel. channel. And why? Yeah. Because of the shows they play. They play Mama's Family. They play Married uh, <laughs> Children. They'll play uh, Three's Company. I mean, they'll play some hilarious shows from what, that I grew up with that you don't find anywhere else. And they'll just marathon Facts them. Facts of Life? Yeah, I saw uh, the Facts of Life on there, wasn't I? Yeah. Uh, Wait. Well, if... Huh? Come to the door. Come to the door. Okay. I'm being told to come to the door. Okay. Shotgun like blast to, to the head. I'll take I like, I like to watch the Twilight Zone. I bet. You spend a lot of time <laughs> in it. Oh, ha. Uh, Hi, Marissa. Uh, Amanda. Thank you, Marissa. That's like watching MASH. It seems like MASH plays on every channel all the time. I know. Well, I'm one of the few people that is not a fan of MASH. I can understand why. I'm not a fan of a lot of things about MASH. It's just I've been watching it for so long that it's it's my go-to when I'm tired of watching replays of LSU beating the country. Because <laughs> that's all they're playing right now, by the way. I know, I know. I've, I've seen the that. national championship game so many times that it, I, I, I almost memorized. Hang on a sec, guys. The alien broadcast. I was watching, yes, the Twilight Zone. I was watching LSU and Alabama the other night. <laughs> yep, and you told me about it. And I said, yep, I know who won. Yeah, <laughs> I don't and honestly, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen the entire game because I was at an event until halftime. So I caught bits and pieces of the, uh, the first half. And then I listened, to, I listened to it on the radio until I got home. And I got home right about when the fourth quarter started. Oh, wow. It was a good game. Oh, it was a great game. Especially when Alabama lost. <laughs> Anytime when Alabama loses, that's a good game. Yeah. Um, you ever seen the movie? Do you like J Lo? No. I don't. You know, I'm not really a big fan of hers, but I there's a couple good movies that she's been in. Uh, one of them's called Enough. The the what? Enough, enough, enough. Okay. And she plays this waitress who gets married to the suave and the boner guy. So we think. And turns out that he's cheating on her. She finds out. And he keeps telling her, he says, you're not going to get away from me. He said, you know. And by now they have a five-year-old daughter. Uh-huh. And it's really, really a good movie. He stalks her. 
you know who's in it? Um, Noah Wiley. Noah Wiley, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was Dr. Carter off of ER. Yeah. yeah. Not an er. Off of er, yep. Yeah. That's what I've always called it, er. Hey, f- fun fact. George Clooney played on two television shows named ER. He did? I did not know that. Back when he was starting out, he played a young doctor or a young something on a show called ER. It might have been just called Emergency Room, but it was ER for short with, uh, um, oh, come on, Dana Gould and the head nurse was the uh, maid from that played Bertha on um, Two and a Half Men. This was in the mid-'80s where uh, he got his start. I know he played on a show where he was uh, uh, dressed up as a girl. I think you think Okay, we digress. Yeah, we, we uh, did. Oh, yeah, we did. But anyway, right, so let's can, can take her ice cream and shove it where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> I don't guess I understand why you're so worked up over the ice cream. It's not the, it's not the ice cream. It's the optics you're upset about. It's the optics. And everyone's upset about the optics of that. Because that yeah. was showing that she's out of touch with the American people. Which, in right. fact, is most members of Congress are not in touch with American with most Americans because they live high on the horse. And for the most part, they get everything they want because they're in Congress. And that's what really grates me about the optics of it. Because she should be back in D.C., doing her job, working with the president. I don't give a damn whether she likes him or not. That's what reaching across the aisle means. Oh, you should read the article that Newt Gingrich wrote about her. Princess Pelosi. Really good. Well, look at it like this. Nancy's never going to be voted out of office. She's going to retire, hopefully soon, but she's going to retire. And that's going to be the end of her. Can't come too soon for me. She has blocked everything that President Trump wants. And for them, I, I just, here's the thing that I don't agree that he did, that he allowed the 25 million to go to the Kennedy Center, which is now under probe. They fired their employee, but yet they're screaming for money. And they get an endowment of $100 million a year, plus their wealthy donors. And you, remember, you have to remember that the, that the money in the purse of America comes from Congress. I understand that. But that was so frivolous. That didn't need to be in there. They knew it was wrong. $75 million for PBS and NPR? I can't wait till they have another telethon. Yeah, sorry day in hell before I give them any money. That's the problem. What? That's affecting your local station. 
the money that, that was allocated to PBS goes to the National PBS Organization. But it still filters PBS, down. Like, think, of, think of PBS like you would the post office. You have the generalized post office in, in that they have a postmaster general and all of this stuff. He's the CEO of the post office. Each individual post office, each little zip code, is their own little entity. And they have to make it like everybody else. They'll see some of that money. So. Beautiful. Okay, okay, Barbara, you know what really got me? When they started giving out these stimulus checks, the, uh, the $1,200, who were, you, who were the first ones that said we're going to get it? The people who were, on, who were, retire, who were getting Social Security retirement or getting, um, well, you're the exception, you're not the rule, or <laughs> some other government entity, uh, welfare recipient. So, why? Because those people had their, their information on file already. Well, for the most part, the people who did, had the, their name on file already don't need the money because they weren't working to begin with. They're either retired or disabled, and they're not losing anything, but they're going to be, they were going to be the first ones getting their check. A lot of damn cookies. I mean, I could use some money, you know, but. Well, we could all use some money. Yeah. Yeah, an extra $1,200, that's I keep, wonderful. I keep putting in to the IRS uh, that, you know, where's my payment, when get my payment whatever, and it still comes up and reads, it's not been processed at this time. Well, I don't know what the hell that means. That means that the website that came up a few days ago is not fixed yet. Because that's, that's been happening. That's, that was a news story the other day. I mean, yesterday. That it wasn't that there's a glitch with the system. Just bear but with it. When you get your money, you're going to get your money. Don't worry about it. And you can buy you can buy that life size. She wants a new TV. She I want wants a new that life size action figure of uh, Scott Bakula. That's what it is. <laughs> going to have Scott. There's actually she's actually going to get a custom television stand made with Scott Bakula and Mark Harmon holding the brand new television for her. <laughs> so that's what she needs the twelve hundred dollars for. Well, you see, then I need a ventilator. <laughs> Well, you should buy you a ventilator too, just to be on the safe side. Well, uh, yeah, I can ask. I could ask Andy Como for it. For, uh, Guido, leave Guido alone. He's, he's giving he's, him away. Ter- Guido is teary eyed because he he wanted to spend time with his mama, but it's it, it's not right to spend time with his mama right now because she he might give him Corona, <laughs> even though he blew her off a few times because. Uh, because a celebrity chef wanted to make a quiche in his kitchen, and he's like, well, I, I need the publicity more than I need to see my mama. Okay, that, she's that's still great. Alive? That's great, uh, Guido. Yeah, her mother, yeah, his mother's in the mid-thousands. I think she's 3,005, <laughs> I believe. Still in the kitchen uh, cooking Gu- that spaghetti. Uh, Guido's almost, I think Guido's 80 or near 80. <laughs> I don't know. Guido's not young. Credo is um Credo's a little crybaby bitch. That's all he is. Oh, God. Don't worry about it. Oh, God. 
I will not allow people to talk about elected officials on this program. Okay? I said Frodo. Stop. Oh, well, Frodo's a dick. But anyway. Yeah. The one on CNN. He's a crybaby bitch. I was living in New York. I was, he's younger than I am. Who? Andy. Well, I think he's 80, so you're what, 90? No, he's only 63. Maybe his dad was thinking that. But anyway. All right, does anybody have a topic they want to bring up before we call it or not? His dad almost ruined New York, too. Mario. By the way, for those of you that are friends with Amanda on Facebook or like the bakery page, you're going to see some medical cookies up there that she made over the last several days. I saw that. They're really cute. Well, she just got an order for 10 dozen of those. Wow. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. That'll help. Since since we didn't get a stimulus for our business, that'll help stimulate our business. He doing chocolate covered cherries. Um, she will do some chocolate covered cherries, I guess, when they come in season. Oh, I gotta wait till unless unless you want some of those red and juice type cherries. I don't know what they're called. Maraschinos. Maraschinos. Isn't that what they're called? You know, like the cherry? Yeah. The ones in the red juicy, make sure the temple's with you. <laughs> they come Those around. Christmas. They come around at Christmas time. Well, if you listen, when it comes to that stuff, the chocolate covered strawberries and the chocolate covered cherries, we have learned that those have to be ordered in advance. Like, we need to know how many of those to make up. So, if any of y'all want them, we can make them, but we have to know a little bit ahead of time before you need them. A month, six months, a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do know this. She won't be doing anything else this week except for those cookies unless it's something quick. Oh, okay. So if you want some chocolate-covered strawberries, we'd have to we'd have to do them the next couple of weeks and then we can send them to you. No, I want the cherries. I can wait till Christmas. Well, I don't know if we can get that chocolate covered cherries or not. Or if we can get cherries or not. You buy them at the store. Do you want the bean type cherries or the maraschino cherries? Maraschino. Maraschino cherries. She can do those. Okay. All right. Well, well. I'll play it out. I'll talk to you about August. <laughs> well, no, we can do this for you sooner than August. Oh. We can actually do those without too much advance notice. No, 
I can wait till Christmas. We actually, we actually have some maraschinos here. Mm. Somewhere. Hey, did anybody but go anybody. to Walmart on this week? What? <laughs> yeah, I've been to Walmart a couple times this week. I was just there tonight. Did you notice uh, the amount of, of of Easter candy they had left? Yes. Yeah, Amanda had made notice of that. She bought a bunch of the pastel-colored cake mixes. The amount of Easter By the way, if you've not been on her page today, she made a LOL cake today for a birthday party. Somebody commissioned her to do a cake. Y'all should go take a look at it. Wow. Nice. Cool. Um, yeah, I bought some stuff uh, half price. Um, well, my dad informed me I had I had some uh, truffles, some Lindor truffles. I had twelve of them sitting on my desk. Oh no! My dad informed me today that he, uh, and I quote, borrowed twelve of my Lindor truffles. End quote. I borrowed the chocolate. I'm gonna leave you the wrapper there, Fabian. <laughs> That's pretty much what it would have been. Wow. He said he was down there looking for a screwdriver. Yeah. I know the chocolate on his desk. There it is. Well, he gets sweet tooth, and he'll not have something there, and he'll go searching my stuff to see if I've got anything. Uh, I gave up pretty much most – I gave up candy. I haven't had candy in a while. I don't really well, miss it that much. I'm thinking course, about giving it up. I would love to have a chocolate, uh, uh, one of those Reese's eggs would be really nice right now. Or a Heavenly Hash egg would be really nice right now. But you know Ooh, what? I've, I've been giving, I've given up chocolate and sweets and all uh, that crap for the last six months. So. I found my salmon bread. Cheryl Okay. All right. Anybody want to bring up a topic before we call it or not? No. Can't think of anything. Oh, we didn't talk about Joe Biden. What is there to talk about? Well, Joe was Biden is by all excited. Well, he was Joe endorsed Biden by Denzel. Joe Biden is all excited because he got endorsed by uh by Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington last Monday. <laughs> well, first of all, that, thank you, Denzel. That was, that was the lamest. Wasn't it though? Endorsement oh. I've ever seen given. Number one. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he had a gun to his head. Endorse him or die. A little late to the game, aren't you? Oh, but that's kind no, of crazy. No, he Did wasn't, wasn't going to do it until there was a nominee. Did you hear? He, it? Was, <laughs> he was praising Bernie. Yeah. I, yeah. Listen, I'll tell you this. 
this shutdown and this whole pandemic situation is probably the worst to happen to the Democrats. And oh, yeah. I say that because it's the worst because Trump has his face on the television every single day being the, the commander-in-chief behind this uh, pandemic. What's good for the Democrats is you don't have uh, Joe Biden parading his idiocy around. Yeah, that's true. Now, well, he is different. He is different. Now, wait a minute. We have to give Did anyone credit. see Joe Biden had his first, the first commercial that I saw by his campaign, and it was what he would do in this pandemic. And the, 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 the big thing was he would reopen the Office of Pandemic Preparedness in the White House. Okay. <laughs> that is great. You're going you're gonna to create a new, a new bureaucracy. You're going to reopen the office. And, and what exactly is that office going to do and who's it going to be staffed with? Okay, mm-hmm. if the office is closed, that's great. Trump doesn't need the office to be open because he has Senorita Scarf every day, and he has uh, Fauci every day speaking about yeah. this, this corona thing. So you don't need to open another office with some third-level bureaucrat manning the office. Oh, he knows that. Okay. It's just another Democratic. He was, he's going to have this. He's going to prepare the country for uh, because he was there with, with with Denzel Washington when we had the swine flu. Uh-huh. Uh, no, you weren't, because uh, Denzel Washington was playing golf when he was supposed to be actually leading the country. And uh-huh. I'm joking, because Denzel Washington actually is a very big Republican. Yes, he is. Um, but but I'm joking. Joe, but now, wait a minute. you got to give Joe credit here. He's been advising President Trump on some good matters. Uh, the other day, I yeah, heard he, he was advising him on, yeah. the, Louis- on the Louisiana Purchase, and then no, he actually, was uh, telling him how to no. win the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Uh, he actually called President Trump the other day to give him advice, and the, the, the main order adv- advice was when you go to the, the local Cracker Barrel, make sure you get the bread pudding, because the bread pudding is the best at the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Not even sure Cracker Barrel has bread pudding, but and when you go to Denny's, make sure you get the tapioca. Yeah, I think Denny's is closed, isn't it? I know the Waffle House uh, is closed. Uh, it's a Waffle House. You know, shit's about to hit the fan when the Waffle House is closed. Yeah. Oh, it's hit the fan. Lobby is closed. That's really upsetting. Yeah, that is, because I wanted to go ride the Hobby Lobby because I wanted some paint. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Jeez, I got a couple dollars to spend, and they close. Actually, you know what I did with my stimulus money? Because I got mine Wednesday. I didn't. Food. Well, you don't have your, your stuff in the, uh, in the system then. I went and get food, and then I started ordering things off of Amazon. I got some clothes coming in. I got some tires for my truck coming in. I didn't order any uh, paint yet, but I'm going to do that eventually. Wow. Yeah, no, the TV that I've been looking at is now down to $198. 
and you buy electronics in your state, is that essential items? Yeah. It's at, it's at Walmart. That means Best Buy would be closed. Yeah, and, and that, don't be surprised if, if Best Buy never recovers. Who? Best Buy. Don't be uh, surprised if Best Buy doesn't recover from this. Because Best Buy has been on the cusp for a, a few years now because of that big uh between Walmart and Amazon, yeah. Best Buy has been taking a hit for at least a decade. Yeah, because this stuff is so expensive. Not just I mean, that. It's the fact that you have an easier the way fight, to do things. The fight that everybody needs to hide and watch is when Walmart knocks Amazon out. Yeah. And if everybody doesn't think that Walmart can't knock Amazon out, they're crazy. Amazon's power doesn't come from Amazon. Amazon's power comes from its third-party sellers. Yes. Okay? And Walmart is very systematically opening up their website to third-party sellers. Yes. They're doing it in stages, but they are getting it done. See, my electric blanket I just bought didn't come from Walmart. It came from Overstock.com. Okay, and make sure you wear wear diapers to bed now, Barbara. No, I do not. Now stop it. She doesn't. She uses She uses one of those chuck pads. Now leave her alone. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Besides, her electric blanket is waterproof. (laughs) Now. Um, those those little third-party companies like Overstock and those, you should look and see who owns those. Not the name of the company that owns them, but the stockholders on the board mm. of directors. You're going to find that a lot of those link back to the same people. Wow. A couple of people's last name is Walton. Uh-huh. Just saying. <laughs> I also found out that uh, the Wall Street Journal reported two weeks ago that Walmart is about to make an offer on Target. Really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. If that's the case, that will make it. That will make Walmart the number one retailer worldwide. Yeah. Target stuff is okay, but it's on the high end. Yeah. Um, actually, before I before I went on my tear against Target, um, I like a lot of their cleaning products. They have a line of cleaning products that's really good. They also have Amanda likes their clothes, and yeah, they have not, decent you get, clothes. You can get some nice stuff at Target. Well, yeah, she likes their housewares too. Maybe because I couldn't afford it. Before. Oh yeah, I, I I love their housewares. Matt, um, you know, like couple weeks ago, we have a show on the air. Um, huh? 
Chip and uh, Chip Gaines and his wife. Chip and Joanna Gaines. Right. What about them? They have they have their stuff at Target, but it's so damn expensive. I mean, they have a they have a line of products there that we have several pieces of their line of products. And I think if Amanda had her way, we'd have every piece of their line of products. I mean, I like her products, but and I wrote to her on Instagram and I said, but they're too damn expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Barbara? Martha Stewart stuff is too damn expensive, too. I won't buy Jack Diddley squat from Martha Stewart. I would not do that. I wanted some of those Martha Trump Stewart. Stuff, but, uh, they don't have any more. Martha Stewart is actually Omni Corporation. Uh-huh. And I just thought, I have no use for Omni Corporation. I have no use for Martha Stewart. No. I got turned Never on. have. I used to watch your show years and years ago. Uh, and until, until the episode where she was saying that it's time to put away your winter sheets now, and we're going to store them in this armoire that I built during the commercial, and we're going to label everything so we know exactly where they are. That's what turned me off. I said, honey, my image is stuck. goes in the laundry room. <laughs> We're going to cook and smoke some weed. Well, now, first first of all, I can see the difference between having winter winter sheets and summer sheets, flannels and whatnot. She puts too much pressure. She puts too much pressure on the American woman, I'm telling you. Oh, Oh, no, she's she's playing to her audience. She That's exactly right. Now is. I've got my 120-year-old mother in the kitchen cooking pies. Chop that up off. <laughs> she did. Okay. In the kitchen cooking pies. But what's wrong with that if that's what her mother wants to do? Her mother could barely walk across the floor. Women like to cook. Okay. Well, yeah. All except my grandmother, who hated cooking and would tell you she hated cooking. And if you want anything to eat, it better damn well come from someplace other than her house. But <laughs> listen, that's how I always knew my grandmother wanted something was when she cooked our favorite foods. We knew we were in trouble. Uh oh. That's when it was time to work. She'd feed you and then spring it on you. Oh, <laughs> uh, I see. Now that I've slaved in the hot kitchen making meatloaf for yeah. you and green beans and cornbread, I want you to cart your ass outside and put the coal in the coal chute and don't chip yeah. my bricks. That's exactly what she'd say. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'd look at I'm her and tell sorry. her that I was free help and that she couldn't be choosy. And she informed me she already paid me. She paid me with food. Now I get to work. <laughs> and what are you going to tell her? You got something else to do or somewhere else to be? She knows that's crap because you came there to eat her food. <laughs> I can't 
I can't eat cornbread. I don't care who makes it. Fabian, we know I, I made I made those chicken and dumplings for you. Now you're gonna go out there and you're gonna fix my uh my sideway my sidewalk. Well, first of all, she knew she wouldn't. She knew better than that. I don't like chicken and dumplings. So I don't I don't care much for chicken and dumplings. Her my weakness with her was pea casserole, meatloaf, and lemon pepper chicken. And she knew that if she made meatloaf, it was it was meatloaf, green beans, mashed potatoes, and those damn Jiffy Box muffins. She can make <laughs> Jiffy Box muffins better than anybody I've ever known. Wow. Hell yeah. From the, from the Jiffy Box? Yeah. Anyway, so the Jiffy Box muffins that Amanda just informed me were Jiffy Box cornbread muffins. Okay. Anyway, but yes, that's how that's how she lured you in. Either that, or she used the "I'm your feeble old grandmother" routine, <laughs> knowing knowing that at eighty she could work circles around most people half her age. But uh, what do you think about this allegation? About that sexual harassment, Lacey Joe. Oh, you know, put put all of the Kavanaugh stuff aside. Put everything aside about the hashtag Me Too crap and all that. And here's what I'm going to say about it. Same thing I would have said about the others. She come forward after, okay, after it was determined he was going to be the nominee, okay. This happened allegedly in 1993. Where was she in 2008? Okay, when they were running for president, she had a chance to come out and say something. She didn't. Where was she in 2012? Okay. Where where was she? last year when she came out with it? She came out and said there was uh, some inappropriate touching, made me feel uncomfortable how he touched me, and that was that. Well, when that didn't get the press, then now it's sexual assault, okay? I'm not saying she's not telling the truth. I'm not saying she is telling the truth. I'm saying that I've got a problem with people that, you know, Again, and Amanda's got more experience in this level than I do, but she feels the need to come forward with it now. Well, where was she in 08, 2012? Okay, she went and filed a police report last week. There's a whole big hoopla about that police report that she filed in in Washington, D.C., but did anybody know that she filed it as an unnamed person? No. Sexually assaulted her. She didn't say Joseph Biden assaulted her. She said an unnamed person. So, much like I said with the Kavanaugh thing, I'm going to say here. If she had a trauma and somebody abused her, then she deserves her day. But it's awful suspect to me that this waits until he's the nominee for the Democratic Party for her to come out and say something. 
And much like Blase Ford, the New York Times, New York Post, one of those went out looking for people to corroborate what she said. And there's absolutely nobody that can corroborate what she said. And here's the catch. She couldn't remember what building it was in. Well, there's only one building that it could have been in because he was a senator at the time. He wouldn't have been on the House side. So what happened in the Raybrook building? Mm-hmm. So I, I just think that, that okay, if, she's, if, if that's the case, then, you know, yes, it deserves to be looked into, but I think there's something suspect about it. And now yeah, I am yeah. a guy, and so I don't want anybody to think that, you know, I've got a cavalier attitude toward it because I don't. But I well, just think that some of these. You've got these stupid little hypocrites who, like Alyssa Milano, Milano, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> strategically positioned herself. She didn't come out and said, Alyssa Milano, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Behind Kavanaugh well, during the hearing. And she believed every damn word that came out of that woman's mouth. But he wanted his head. Now, to hear her on Instagram, and I read her the live act, she said, um, I've got to believe Joe. I just have to believe Joe. Well, well, now here's the thing I would say to that. What does that tell you about the hashtag Me Too movement? Yeah. Okay. That says a lot about that. It says a lot that that was politically motivated and was nothing more than trying to stop Brett Kavanaugh from becoming a justice. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So... Um. Listen, I, I'm going to tell you, I don't like Joe Biden, but I don't think he's guilty of sexual assault. Maybe touching people inappropriately, doing things that's kind of stupid, sniffing people's hair, you know, stuff like that. But do Jared, I think no, he's guilty he, of... His life just with him every time he's on the camera now? <laughs> do, I, do, I think, do I think that he wanton sexually harassed another woman or sexually assaulted another woman? No, I don't. And I'm just going to tell you, I don't. I don't also, think Brett Kavanaugh did that. I don't think he did it either. No, Kavanaugh didn't. Joe Biden has been high profile for 40 years. He's been in public office for 40 years. Yep. If it was if if, if it was known that he was a sexual predator, it would have came out by now. And it yep. wouldn't have been just a few people saying, "Oh, he did this to me there" or something like that. Same thing with Brett Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh for the most part, has been in the public's realm for so long that if he was guilty of something, he, it, w- it would have ca- came out by now. Listen, a federal judge at the, at the lowest of levels goes through a very thorough, and I do stress thorough, background check by the Secret Service, the Diplomatic Corps, and the FBI, Okay. 
No stone is left unturned because these are appointments, federal appointments. They go through Congress. If there was anything to do with Joe Biden or Kavanaugh, it would have been discovered when they went through, well, Joe Biden's been through several, just like Kavanaugh's been through several. So um, I, I have a hard time believing any of that happened. Uh, too, bad they didn't, too bad they didn't do it with Obama. They did it with Obama. They did do it with Obama. They couldn't have. They couldn't have. Yes, they did. All conspiracy theory aside, the way this country works, first of all, if there was something wrong with Barack Obama that they didn't think he could legitimately be the president, the DNC wouldn't have put him up there first off. They wouldn't have let him run as a nominee. Same thing with Joe Biden. They thought that something was going to happen with Joe Biden, that that 800 women were going to come out and said that he sniffed her way too much. That was never going to – DNC was never going to put him there. Even the stuff with Hillary. If if the DNC thought for a minute that any of the accusations about Hillary Clinton were true and could be detrimental or proven, they wouldn't have let her run. Well, this goes, listen, this, this all goes deeper than just a political party. This goes, listen, the Secret Service is probably one of the most nonpartisan groups in the country, and they have a job to do, okay? Their job is to vet protectees or potential protectees, and they do their job extremely thoroughly. Okay, extremely thoroughly, no matter who they are, in tandem with the FBI, the CIA, uh, the NSA, and any other number of alphabet soup groups, okay, and they would know. Now, there are things that they know about Obama, but they were told to put on the back burner. There were things they knew about Clinton, knew about Carter, knew about Bush, and they're told to leave it be. Not very bad things, not sexual assault, not things like that. But, but they did. They do know things. Okay. Obama's the biggest thing with Obama is they were unable to verify his birth certificate. Birth certificate that was submitted was in fact um, made with Adobe, and mm-hmm. as you know, when he was born, Adobe didn't exist. That's right. Okay, and so. Why is that? Now, there's been the argument that because he was born where he was born, he's considered a naturalized citizen, which is true. But so was John McCain. And that's why you had the waivers granted by Congress for Obama to run for president and for McCain to run for president. Because remember, both of them had to have waivers to run. When you were born, Air Force Base, Navy Base, Marine Base, whatever, overseas. Yep. So once you're born, you're automatically a U.S. Na- citizen. <clears throat> Wrong answer. You're a naturalized citizen. There's yeah. a difference. Okay? And naturalized citizens without congressional approval can't run for president. I'll give you an example. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay? 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is now considered a U.S. citizen. But he can't run for president because he's naturalized. He would have to have a waiver from Congress. But they knew Obama was born in Kenya. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but his, his, his Oreo-loving mama was a U.S. citizen that makes him naturalized. But I heard they didn't, at that time, in Hawaii, that they didn't recognize she was only 16 years old. And Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't well, matter. His grandmother, his grandmother worked for the um, Social Security office in Hawaii and gave Doesn't him matter. a Social Security number from a dead guy in Connecticut. Okay, so you know what? You know what? All by the way, anybody that has a social—hold on a second. Anybody has a social security number that begins with zero came from a dead guy. Okay, they they recycle social security numbers. What? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, because mine begins with zero. Huh? Mine begins with zero. Okay. And what year were you born? I can't tell you. <laughs> well, you're 70. I can figure it out. Hey, 10 numbers goes into nine numbers only so but many I, times. they got to recycle. But I, but I thought that with the numbers, you could always tell where a person was born, like the 400s or Tennessee. Um, you can, but not all. but not all numbers are like that. So, for example, when they, they've started recycling numbers, okay, and once they've been dead for so long, they recycle the number. Somebody else will get assigned that Social Security number. But the first three numbers tell what state you were born in, okay? The second two numbers tell what region, and the last four numbers are distinctive to you. Well, North Carolina is where I was born, and I didn't get a Social Security number. They weren't required back then um, like they are now when a child is born. Well, you probably... It's only in the past few decades that children... You're old enough that your Social Security number is probably not recycled. Yeah, your number is probably like two or three. Okay, but now new babies coming into the world that begin with zeros, they're recycled numbers. Somebody many moons ago had their social. So you're recycling it. Which I get. I just would like to know the person that had zero 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 one. George Washington, and he votes Democrat now. He was not a Democrat. No, he, he was, was actually. Actually, yeah, he would. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, he you was. had you had federal Democrats back then. Democrat Democrat wasn't a dirty word back then. It's a dirty no. word now. 
it became a dirty word. Democrats actually became a dirty word, probably with FDR. And not even so much so FDR until he came up with that New Deal crap. And the, and the thing with FDR is most of his programs were meant to be temporary, like Social Security. I wish they'd just go ahead and abolish it and be done with it, okay? The How boomers be the last generation to get Social Security and then be done with it. How am I supposed to live? Yes, you get a damn job. I hear Walmart needs greeters. Yeah, and since you're and I'm gonna tell, they, I'm gonna uh, tell you like I told like on. I told Jill when Jill started going on about that. I'm not talking about your generation. Leave your generation alone. We'll continue to pay for you and prop you up like we do now. Okay. Because you've already used up all the Social Security you ever paid in, and now us young bucks are having to pay for you old folks, which is okay. I don't mind paying for you old folks because the program is there. What I have a problem with is that it's being used as a catch-all, okay? And the truth of the matter is when Amanda and I retire, Social Security is not going to exist. Okay? And it's being used in ways that it never should have been used. Okay? Social Security disability, covering disabilities that shouldn't be listed as disabilities. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's all kinds of things. You could take, you know, there's all kinds of programs I can rail against, but they need to come up with a better thing than Social Security because not enough money is going into it to sustain it fully for the next generation to retire. Mm-hmm. Whose fault okay. is that? Not a, huh? Whose fault is that? Um, Congress and presidents passed that basically used the money to listen. You've got a workforce that's paying in, okay? My Social Security taxes, they take out each year. Let's say they take out, I don't know what the max is this year. But let's say it's 1600 okay? I know it's not high, but let's say 2000 Well, if I were to retire today and be able to draw Social Security, my amount that I can take home each month is $1,300. That's what mine is based on my last statement from Social Security. Okay, $1,300 a month. Now, remember, I only paid $1,600 in a year or $2,000. We'll even say $2,000. Now, by doing that math, doesn't that exceed... So let's say I draw Social Security for five years. That's 60 months, okay, at $1,300 a month. Okay, that's 13000 every 10 months. I multiply that by six. I've now taken that up to 88000 Okay? Mm-hmm. 
That's more than I've paid in. So how can I take out more than I've paid in and expect it to be financially solvent? Do you see the point? Well, I've been working since I was 16 years old. So it's, it's not about you specifically. But even if you have been working since you turned 16, the amount that you've paid in is not going to meet the amount that you're going to take out. So how long have you been on Social Security? For eight, nine years. So nine years. Okay. And what's the standard amount each month? I don't have to know the exact. Give me kind of a roundabout. Um. Fourteen hundred before Medicare takes their cut. So fourteen hundred. That's in nine years. In Medicare, you have in in nine years at fourteen hundred a month, you've taken one hundred and fifty one thousand two hundred dollars. Okay, so you worked. How many years did you work in the workforce? Well, 40, counting the nursing, and then about 45 years, 46. Okay. Okay. So 45 years, and you put in, let's say, 2500 a year in FICA taxes. Okay? Or, in, excuse me, in Social Security, okay? Mm-hmm. So 45 years at, we're going to say 2500 that means you put in $112,500 into Social Security. You've already taken out 151000 Okay? That means you have a net loss of $38,000. Of you've taken more money out of the system than you put in. Why you see the they... point? You know, but the, the amount that they give you doesn't match today's prices. You know what I mean? Yes. Because, I mean, I've done it, but who can survive on $1,300 a month? I mean, well, I'm all your bills. government ploy. Because the government holds this, politicians hold that over your head every election cycle. The Democrats are famous for that, that, well, if you if you elect Republicans, they're going to throw um, Granny off the off the cliff. <laughs> she, won't get her, she won't get her Medicaid anymore. Uh, Medicare. <laughs> yeah, so I know security, That's what the Democrats have been doing for decades now, and the reason why they pay you much more than you actually have put into the system is the same reason. So they have you by the cojones, and you, so you have to f- keep voting for these idiots. And because of that, well, people stop putting. They, 
Companies stop having pensions. People stop putting right. money aside for their retirement because they have right. the government as a fail-safe. Right. And what what the truth is is that if you look at Social Security versus individual retirement accounts, IRAs, 401Ks, 402Bs, etc., you actually do better privately than you do with Social Security. Uh-huh. And you can also dump money in HSAs and other things too to spread it out and have other things. HSAs are probably one of the best retirement accounts that people don't even know exist. <laughs> HSA, health savings account. You can dump $7,000 a year in those things as a family. Sit on that money. Don't touch it. And when you oh, get yeah. 65, you can withdraw every penny of that and spend on whatever you want to. Well, that's the government. That's, that's, I have that one. So you think about that. 23 but you years. Have to, but you have to withdraw it by the time you're 72, I think. Not true. I know a 98-year-old guy that had an HSA, took all the money out of it, went and bought a Mini Cooper. After his wife wife died, he went and bought a Mini Cooper, and he was recognized as the world's oldest Mini Cooper owner. What's the one that you have to take out before you're 72? Is that the STP? Yes, but I wouldn't use one of those anyway. So if you put $7,000 a year in an HSA for the next 23 years, so that's until I'm 65, that would be $161,000, which would gain interest, okay? And I could combine that with any IRA, 401K, and Social Security that I have and have a pretty good living. But I think I'm not allowed to retire until like I'm 70-something nowadays. Yeah, they've raised me. Of course they have. i got to work until I'm half dead. <laughs> Sorry. Amanda, Amanda's going to have me washing so that. many damn dishes out of her bakery that I'm going to have carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> if my back I'm going to be able to use my hands. If my back had not given out, I would probably still be working <laughs> She's over here saying, "Poor you." Poor oh, right. Poor me. Remember, Poor you. you've got to stand for something. You'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. You know what? Thanks the healthcare workers because they've got an unthankful task right now. Yeah. Thank the doctors. Thank the lawyers because the doctors are going to need lawyers when they start getting sued. Thanks, soldiers, for without them. We wouldn't be able to do what we do. Ignore the idiots in the background. I don't know what they're left with. But this is the political Superman saying. Have a good night, everybody.